Welcome to Radiant in Real Life. I'm your host, Beth Medley, and we are a community of women focused on becoming radiant in life, leadership, and the pursuit of Jesus. I'm so excited you're here. Welcome back to the podcast, y'all. I am super excited to have my first guest on the show. Her name is Casey Sisson, and she owns KCS Consulting, and she just happens to be one that is the one that's producing this podcast. <laughs> so I, she's one of my good friends, and I can't wait uh, to chat with her a little bit about her story. So um, welcome on to Radiant in Real Life. This is not real life. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for thinking to invite me. Of course. You were, you were one of the first people, obviously, that <laughs> popped into my head. I, I can't wait to introduce my listeners to you and to your story. Yes. So, um, so tell me a little bit about yourself. The, the I mean, I know a lot about you. Tell us, our listeners, a little bit about yourself. Okay, so I am Casey. I'm from Houston. I grew up in Houston and then traveled all over for school. I think I went to five different colleges. <laughs> I finally landed um, in Arkansas. So I have an undergrad degree and my master's degree from the University of Arkansas, focusing in communication. So I'm in the marketing space now. Um, I've kind of always been in interested in social media and then kind of found myself working on a couple of different accounts just for fun. And then now, like nine years later, I have a company that does that all the time for so many clients. So um, I moved to the Brazos Valley around three years ago from... Denver because I used to live there after college and my parents were here so I just decided to move back it was during COVID so wanted to be closer to them and my little sister and so found myself in the Brazos Valley was frankly not planning on being here for very <laughs> long like I said I went to school in Arkansas so I you know I'm, I'm not an Aggie but, but then you met me. Yes. I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> then I met Beth so I stayed <laughs> kind of. No but I, then you met Ryan. Yes, my lovely partner. He's amazing. I did fall in love, and that's a big reason why I have stayed. But also, I have now built a business. So, there's no plans for me to leave anytime soon. Yeah. So, I'm super excited about hearing a little bit of your story today because I know that you have always kind of had an entrepreneurial spirit about you. Um, and Part of that story is that maybe that was spirit was a little bit crushed um, mm -hmm. earlier in your life. And so I do want to get a little bit real on Radiant in real life today. And I, I want you to be a little vulnerable with us and, and share that because I think it's something not a lot of people talk about. Yeah, I, I was talking to Beth actually a couple months ago. I shared my story with a group of entrepreneurs in town. If you haven't heard of One Million Cups, yeah, uh, they're all across the nation. And I highly suggest you try to find a local chapter. It's it's a great group. But I had planned to share my, you know, how my business was doing and, and, you know, how successful everything seems. And then I ended up talking about my trauma. <laughs> so <laughs> I, um, we're also going to talk about that today. Maybe that's why we're friends. <laughs> no, literally. No. Um, but no, I think, I think something that you brought up is that it's, it's not something that you talk about often. And oftentimes in leadership especially, there is so many things going on behind the scenes 
whether it's your family life, whether it is your partner's family, whether it's, you know, your pets or your kids. And that just scratches the surface. So thank you for asking and opening up the conversation because not many people talk about about what it takes to get here. So, oh God, I'm not even going to pretend like I have it all figured out. But I'm going to try to explain <laughs> Maybe just where a little it started. Bit. Yeah, just just your story, you know? Like, nobody, I, I definitely don't have it all figured yeah. out, for sure. Well, so, okay, so let's start with, I guess, after college. My my dad, growing up, he was always, he, he was an entrepreneur. I mean, I think he has 30-something companies, like, a ridiculous amount. Um, I couldn't even tell you all what he does. But I saw from him this entrepreneur spirit. And I thought that he was going to be my model for success because mm-hmm. he seemed super successful. You know, at the time you're raised, you know, to look up to your parents and admire them. And and oftentimes, you know, it, it is the truth. I mean, they, they are, you know, good role models uh, to a certain extent. And then you realize as adults, they're not all perfect all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for me specifically, I, I found that, you know, my dad was not very truthful and he ended up showing some narcissistic behaviors. And so at the time, I, whenever I was graduating college, we had planned to go into business together. And I mean, we, we were, I was sending him business proposals. I was like going to the bank to ask for a business loan, just to kind of follow the steps that he required for me to, to go into business with him. And, you know, my father monetarily like has, has a significant amount of money. And I thought that whatever he told me to do, I mean, I was going to do it because he was my idea of success Mm. and you know the more that I found out I just I always tried to to do what was right for him because I thought that that it was going to end up in my success and ultimately I was just trying to prove myself and it was never going to be enough for him and I and I found out later that um you know, through my parents' divorce, that, that he really was not the, the person that he kind of showed the world that he was. And so um, it's been hard because I really thought that I was only going to be successful if I followed in his footsteps mm-hmm. or if I did exactly what he told me to do um, in, in the business world, right? And so now stepping into having my own company, it's it's a little strange to be in this season because I'm I I am successful and I'm doing it not alone but without my my father's guidance or financial support and so that's been a really unique thing that I was not expecting Hmm. you said a couple things in there that I (laughs) I just uh I like there's so much gold in what you shared but you said a couple things I want to highlight and and they kind of spark a couple questions for me. One is you mentioned narcissism, these narcissistic traits in your dad. And um, for anybody that's dealt with narcissists, um, typically we will all say that there is a season of like extreme confusion. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you if you experienced that in in kind of growing growing up with him or even in this season where you were talking about trying to meet these standards so that he would go into business with you. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, okay, so something that I have recently told uh, a friend when I was kind of describing my past and my history was, um, to answer the first part of your question, my my parents were were seemingly a very good, Christian, healthy uh, couple, and I had a very loving family growing up, so I, I feel very blessed. Mm-hmm. Now, my, my dad, you know, had his faults, but I mean, I, I now know that it really wasn't his fault. I mean, a lot of it is from his own trauma. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm in a place where I can kind of forgive, but not forget, <laughs> right? Um, but, you know, my mom was really a pillar for, for me and my brother and my sister growing up. And she was an amazing, um, she was the glue that kept us all together. And so, you know, I never really thought that I needed her approval or, or love because she constantly showed it to us. And so I think that that was the reason why I so strongly desired my dad's. Um, Mm -hmm. And I sought after his approval because he really never showed it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that that is something that from now knowing narcissism and narcissistic behavior, um, I think that that makes a lot of sense. Um, But recently I have dealt (laughs) with some clients that have, um, really made me question my ability to lead and mm. said some trigger words that m- really made me stop and think, am I doing this? Am mm. I doing this? Should I, should I be doing this? And am I a good leader? Um, and it's kind of had, it's forced me to step back and really reevaluate my why. And mm. it's encouraging to know that, that I am, I am a good leader I'm not perfect, but I'm trying my darndest. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that's important important to mention too is that like we don't start leading perfectly, you mm. know. There is so <laughs> much grace and room for growth, and I think the most important thing to have on a team is really this um, culture where it's okay to to, to get in the arena, as Brene Brown would say, right? Yes. Like, we want to be in the arena with each other. We want to have our armor off. We want to be leading vulnerably mm-hmm. so that we can actually really invite and have these conversations of, okay, what am I doing well? Mm-hmm. What am I not? What do you need from me? Oh. Um, all, all of that. Well, and it's interesting you say that because I feel like, like, okay, I have a team of eight women that work for me now. And when I, when it was just me and, and, two or three of us, mm-hmm. I felt like every day I would come in and I'd say, okay, what do you need from me? What, you know, how can I help you? How can I support you? And as we grow, that has gone to the wayside. Right. I, mean, I mean, Beth is my business coach, if y'all didn't pick up on that. <laughs> and so she facilitates a lot of workshops with my team and we just went through an Enneagram assessment and we were kind of talking through some potential issues with the numbers that everybody was, you know, had for their numbers. Yeah, your personality types. There you go. Yeah, I got you. (laughs) So we were going through those as a team, and and Beth was bringing up kind of potential issues as far as communication and and how we could solve those or, or work past them and through them. And so Beth was bringing up some great points, and I just sat there with my team and I was just hearing all the things that we could be doing better. And I, I 
started getting really uh, overwhelmed. But it was beautiful. Business fail for I Beth, know. I guess. I didn't know. <laughs> no, but it was good because if, if, we, if we don't talk about them, mm-hmm. then it's just going to boil and boil up and boil up. And so it was a great moment. But yeah, I even things that I thought that I was really good at before – you know, I can lose track of and I can, and I forget to do them. Um, but it's coming back on track that I think is the sign of a, of a leader that's willing to lead their team through all that, because you've got to just be willing to get back on track. I think something that I, we had this conversation, I think just a couple days ago and you were almost, I hope this is okay for me to share, but it was like, you were almost, (laughs) you were almost, you're like, you're already doing it. Um, you were almost shaming yourself for not, um, being better at encouraging in a certain way. Oh my gosh, I was. You were, uh, because you were like, I'm so bad at that. I'm so bad at it. I can't believe it. And you're like, I guess I just need to put it on my calendar. Like it was a bad thing, but I was, you know, I encouraged you to put it on your calendar. It's not a bad thing that you need Mm -hmm. to put it on your calendar. The fact that you know, it needs to happen and that it's not something that naturally comes to you because Mm -hmm. of your personality, you know, I think it shows the ability to adapt as a leader and to do what you need to do to make sure your team has what they need from you. Yes. So even like, I want to encourage us all that like our personality types are not a hindrance for us. And it's not, it's not a bad thing. The Lord made you the way he did for a purpose. And we want to lean into our strengths and, Yes, like, I don't really even want to worry about growing our weaknesses as much. I mean, we do need to look at the things that are hard for us and maybe come up with systems to, or, or delegate those things. Mm. But, um, but really like our personalities aren't bad. God, Mm. God made us with our strengths for a purpose and we need to lean into those. Um, okay. So one more thing I want to make sure that we touch on because I feel like it's, oh, it's so important. You were talking about earlier how you viewed your dad as like the pinnacle of success yeah, because he had the money and he had the options mm-hmm. and he was able to give y'all options as his children mm-hmm. because of that, because money does give us choices. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change you, but it, it gives you choices. And so I want to know how did that shift? Because you also were like, well, I am successful. So I think that something we don't talk a lot about is how we define success. Mm-hmm. And I would love for you to share a little bit about how that has changed and shifted for you. Well, so growing up, I mean, I was, I was very privileged, like just flat out. I, I had the opportunity to travel the world anytime I wanted the newest, latest X, Y, Z. I mean, I, I had it. Uh, <laughs> my mom uses this example a lot, but, um, there was a time where we were not successful. Like my, my family, my dad has definitely worked hard. Um, but you know, growing up, I asked for a pair of Uggs because in middle school. Oh, very in. Oh, my gosh. I would have died if I had had some Uggs. Oh, yeah. Legit. Well, so I, I got a <laughs> pair of Uggs and I opened them up and they are Barney purple. Y'all. Oh. Barney purple. Oh, that's rough. Because they were on sale. So, I mean, it's <laughs> like, like. I can't imagine walking into oh, to was, middle school with that. Mm, on those private Christian school kids in Houston <laughs> do not. Uh, harsh yeah (laughs) anyway so you know like that is an example of yes we were like we were well off but but not like quite quite up uh, like as um maybe some of your peers yeah and and I did I did 
have the opportunity to go to a, a private Christian school in Houston. And so, I mean, that was a whole nother level of, of privilege that we're not going to get into. But um, I think that, you know, a lot of it was monetary. Mm. So like in intangible items, like where did you go um, on spring break? to Mm. you know what mountain were you skiing on and and that was kind of what I viewed as of wanting honestly and striving for you my future family where did you where did you live in Houston or did you did you grow up in Memorial what about River Oaks like yeah you know that kind of Mm -hmm. but it's all it's all monetary and it's not it's not lasting Mm. and so I think that something that has shifted very recently is honestly just trying to find space for me to be content and happy mm. and like peaceful. And that is how I am now viewing success, which I would not have said before. I want experiences. If it's, if it's a trip to, to ski on the best mountain in, you know, in Colorado, or whatever, great. But I want it to be with like my friends who I care about. And I like, I just, it's not about necessarily how expensive your car is or you know where you're even sending your children to school it's about where you are putting your value in in the things and the experiences that you're living mm. so good i love your surprised face you're like oh i said that that was really good <laughs> well, <I laughs> you... think, i've never i've never even thought about it until, <laughs> until this moment but okay let's be real so i'm not engaged yet mm-hmm. but we're going to talk about it for a second okay um but i had a couple of a couple of other relationships where I thought that I was going to be married to these men. Luckily, the Lord did not think that that was right. So he <laughs> pulled them out of my We're very way. thankful. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but I, you know, I used to really care about how big my ring was, how massive my wedding was going to be, where it was going to be. And now that I actually have found my person, n- none of that matters. Yeah. Like it really, it really has shifted to... What is our what is our marriage gonna look like? Mm. What is our how are we gonna emulate the love of the Lord? And so I think that that is another good example of how things have shifted. At mm. least even because I mean that's successful to me. If I'm bringing people to Jesus, albeit a little unconventional at times, <laughs> but I think that that's more important. Uh, eternity is where it's at, girl. Like we if we do not live our lives with eternity in mind, like at the end of the day, God and people are going to be what's left at the end. Like that, that is what's eternal. And, and I love that because while you have this team and I love being just down the hall from you, we (laughs) office just down the hall from each other. And it's so fun to watch you love your team really well and to watch you um, step into those leadership roles and to grow yourself. And so I, I think one last question before we go is really how have these negative experiences or the toxic toxicity that you kind of grew up in a little bit with your dad, like how has that changed and shifted how you lead your people? And has that been helpful or maybe not helpful? Maybe a little bit of both. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, I'm very competitive. <laughs> really? <laughs> so I'm um yes. So I I am type A. I want things a certain way. I want to win. Um so the competitive side of me is like I just want to be better. I want to be better than my dad, right? But Ooh. but but the 
the actual truth of it is at, at my core, I think that I was put on this earth to connect people. Mm. And like, I just have always been passionate about that. And I think that, that if I am my best self, then I am loving people well. Mm. I'm being a good, kind person that likes to, you know, push them and <laughs> in a healthy way, I like yeah. to think. Um, but that is kind, um, tells the truth often, mm. but, um, but even though it's, it might be difficult. And so I think that, you know, my dad was the opposite of all that. He was a truth teller, but it wasn't kind. Mm, it, it wasn't was, in love. No, he was um, very aggressive in any feedback that he gave. And so I just honestly, seeing him as a, a father and a leader, like it's kind of pushed me to try to be the opposite. Mm. Um, I know that there's oftentimes like when we think about different that pendulum swing. Yes. It's like we go too far yes. the other way. Yes. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to have that problem. <laughs> you won't catch me being too sweet. I'm a little sassy. But um, little I, I think that I think that, that any, if anything, it's just kind of pushed me to, to realize like who, who I am and try to mm. figure that out. Because I, I don't think my dad ever really truly knew who he yeah. is. So. Well, and this is just a like a side note to like anybody who's dealing with abusing others in any way, whether it's emotional, physical, um, psychological, spiritual, financial, whatever, whatever it may be, like they are not operating out of their identity in Christ. Mm -hmm. They they can't because they're trying to fill a hole by hurting someone else. Mm -hmm. And so even in that, like it is not loving and kind to allow someone to continue to hurt you. Mm -hmm. Like it can be the most loving thing, even for them, for you to cut someone out of your life. And and that is not something I hear a lot of people saying, but I think that it's really important to mention. And that's something I had to do. I mean, I had to block my father on every platform that he could reach me at. I mean, it's just and and I I have given him time after time to try to to mend it and it's just constantly getting disappointed. And at that point, I just realized it was healthier for me to retract and, or just eliminate the the communication. And so I have so much peace with it now. I would just encourage anyone, if they are in a similar state or if they find connection with this story, like you are not alone, Uh, reach out, definitely connect with Beth on on social. Um, She has been a a huge proponent for my healing. uh, So I appreciate that. Yeah, I love you so much. I want to see y'all well. Yeah, I, I'm just so thankful for your vulnerability and your willingness to sit here and just share these deep, dark places of your heart, you know, because I sometimes have this way of asking questions that like kind of cut through a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and makes no. people feel a little naked, I think. You did not ask me what my favorite color was. <laughs> That's, okay. um, I think it's pink. Is it pink? It is pink. Okay. <laughs> So, um, but, but I just want to thank you because truly my, like the name of this podcast is Radiant in Real Life and truly my heart is so to be real with people. I want this to be a place where we can talk about the hard things and, and we are not sugarcoating anything and we're not going to sweep stuff under the rug because that does nothing but hurt us. Mm -hmm. But I also see so much of the Lord in you, Casey, like 
this past year of working with you, I I have watched your um, your spirit and your soul, like and your faith, like grow leaps and bounds. And I am um, incredibly proud to call you a friend. So I just. I, I think that there's so much room to say that the Lord has redeemed a lot of that brokenness with, with your father, mm-hmm. um, with your earthly father, yeah. and that your heavenly father has never disappointed you that way. And I think I've even watched your faith in your heavenly father um, grow as you've been like separating those things and, and healing. And so, um, yeah, just thank you so much for your vulnerability. Good thing this is a podcast because y'all see me crying. <laughs> my goodness next time yeah I won't be crying that's right okay so next time I am gonna have Casey back on the show because I do want her to share with us some practical marketing tips Mm. um specifically around social media marketing and um she has changed the game for me and I'm so grateful and I and I want to share share her a little bit with you guys so um talk soon thank you for listening to our episode today hit that subscribe button and leave us a review So I have one last question before you go. How are you going to radiate this week? In life, in leadership, or in your pursuit of Jesus?